everybody welcome to the 153rd edition of the holy backboard podcast i am dustin here in rip city and i got my man what is up everybody i'm i'm out here in beaverton oregon and i am hyped 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 for this shit so let's get this shit started man it's been a minute since we've recorded this deep into the spring the Blazers are going to officially be playing May basketball, but Game 1 against the Denver Nuggets starts Monday, April 29th, 7.30 on TNT. Sage, is this the matchup you wanted? It was Denver-San Antonio, Game 7. Nuggets tried everything they could to give that game to San Antonio. The Spurs started out like 2-for-20 in the first quarter. Aldridge, DeRozan, neither showed up. Yet somehow it was a two-point game, and Denver found a way. Jamal Murray hits a really difficult floating runner from the left side of the paint, and the Spurs had one of the most colossal brain farts, I think, in recent history. Even more surprising that it's a Greg Popovich-coached team, but it is what it is. The Blazers no longer have home court advantage and will have to find a way to win on the road. The two-seed Nuggets... The three seed Trailblazers. Sage, is this who you wanted? You know, initially I wanted the Spurs. Obviously, home court advantage is a big fucking deal. We know Lamarcus Aldridge inside and out, and that's always a good thing when you just have informational knowledge that no other team would have except the team that they're on. The game ended. I, I was doing a lot of thinking, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We could take this fucking team, and there's some things that we'll discuss later when we talk about the Nuggets that, you know what, it's kind of redemption in a way going against the Nuggets, so I'm cool with seeing them in the playoffs. What what are, you, what are your thoughts about playing the Nuggets? I mean, I was wholeheartedly rooting for the Spurs. I think anytime you get a chance for home court advantage, you pull for that at any level I mean with all of your might and I really thought Portland would have handled the Spurs with ease um probably would have been a a five game series in 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 my opinion um just given the makeup of that roster the mid-range gang uh they don't really have anybody who can take over a game in a seven game series I still don't trust DeMar DeRozan have never trusted LaMarcus Aldridge Greg Popovich is the goat but a coach can only do so much the player still has to put the ball through the basket, and as we saw, Spurs don't have many bucket getters when uh, crunch time comes approaching. Denver is difficult because, one, you have the altitude. They are used to it. It, Regardless of whether you say it's going to be a factor or not, it it is a factor. Um, Thankfully, Portland gets to play their uh, two consecutive games, but other than that, it's going to be in one-game increment. So that will be a factor, especially in the postseason, especially when – Portland starters get more minutes and the rotation gets shortened. The other factor is Denver, despite not having one of the more raucous home crowds, they were pretty loud. I will give them that in game seven. They are very difficult to beat in the Pepsi center. 
They are 34 and seven in the regular season, which was tops in the NBA. Yeah, they dropped game one, but they were able to make up from it. So obviously with Portland being the lower seed, they're going to have to find a way to win one game in Denver, which has been a, a tough arena for Portland to break through. And then you factor in, we do not have Yusuf Nurkic and his canter is banged up and questionable for game one. And we're going up against arguably the greatest center in the game today in Nikola Jokic. So there's a lot of factors why I much rather would have seen the San Antonio Spurs. Um, on the other hand, Denver still inexperienced. Yes, they got through that series, but if I look at that Spurs roster, Denver should have wiped them off the floor in five games. I mean, I'm really surprised that series went went seven. Um, a lot of Denver's players, there is there's something to be said about having star power and just being a team. Um, we saw the 2004 Pistons. They were a team and they went all the way through and, and dethroned the Lakers. They are the exception, not the rule. And more times than not in the NBA game, star power tends to prevail. And the Nuggets have Jokic. But other than Jokic, who is going to step up for Denver? Because they have, I would say they have better than role players, but they don't quite have stars. They, they have, have season guys. Z plus B minus guys. They have guys on the verge of breaking through. You know, you've got Will Barton, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, Gary Harris, um, Jamal Murray. I mean, they, they have players who you would take in your rotation eight out of ten or ten out of twelve times. I, I fucked that up. Twelve out of ten times. You're going to have to finish that up. I'm a little hyped for this uh, postseason. So they have players you want on your roster. But they don't – outside of Joker – they don't have anybody on Dame or CJ's caliber. Portland has two of the three best players in this series, including the absolute best. There's nobody better than Dame Dalla in this series. Last factor, this Portland team feels ready. And what I mean by that is this is the third time the Trailblazers have advanced out of the first round since 2000. In 2014, we were all drunk in love after Dame hit the, the .9 shot to beat the Rockets. And we had the 2014 Spurs waiting in the wings. And I think at that time, it had been 14 years since we advanced past the first round. It was such a cathartic experience and one of the most magical shots in NBA history that we were satisfied with that result. And it showed in the next round as we were basically swept. I mean... Went five, but no game was really that close. Then you fast forward to 2016. Portland plays the Clippers extremely tough. Obviously, CB3 and Blake go down. Blazers advance. But we had the 73-win Warriors waiting for us with or without Steph Curry, who came back in game four. Yes, every game was competitive, but I don't think any Blazer fan really believed we were going to advance. And so, I mean, they predicted... 26 or 29 wins that year for us. So for us to get out of the first round, again, that was the season. It was a successful season based upon that result. This year feels different. And I know what. no matter what happens in this series, I still think it, it is a successful season based upon the injuries sustained to Yusuf Nurkic. But it feels different because Dame feels different. Dame, 
I just have this calming effect about me when thinking about the playoffs because we have Damian Lillard. It's like when the Lakers had Magic, when they had Kobe, the Bulls had Jordan, the Rockets had Olajuwon. You know you have got this horse and you're just going to ride him because he is going to put every fucking buddy on his back and he's going to do it very calmly. He's going to be a, a surgeon. He is he's so surgical in his, every single thing that he does from his interviews to his movements to whether he's going to get his teammates involved early or attack early. We saw in game five, he knew his teammates kind of had a deer in their headlights look and he carried them. Without him, we may not even be having this, this podcast, to be quite frank. Dame has elevated himself into a top five player in this league. And when you have somebody like that, it just feels different. He, we did not have that type of player in 2014 or 2016. So I've been most excited about the second round series than I have since 2000. Because when you advance in the playoffs and you expect to win, obviously it's more exciting and you're ready to go. When you have those opportunities where you kind of maybe upset a team or it's a really dramatic series, you're just happy that just to be there. I don't think the Blazers are just happy to be there. They they want to go to the conference finals. They they want to continue to push this envelope. And not having Nurkic is going to be tough, but we're in good hands with 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 Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, who we will talk about his outstanding play later on in this episode. That New Orleans series, I think, really motivated him to get ready for this season and the playoffs. Like, it's a different, it's a different man than we were used to. And the way he's carrying is pretty, was pretty amazing in game five. The, the thing I want to talk about before we talk about even the players on the floor is the Denver Nuggets structure of how their team is. I mean, like, there's a lot of parallels you can see from this Denver Nuggets team to the New Orleans Pelicans team that beat us last year. And that's why I think it's kind of the preferred matchup because it's a redemption. Mike Malone has always been a defensive genius. He and Darren Ehrman constructed the Warriors defense, which, you know, is one of the best in the league. If you don't know who Darren Ehrman is, he's the defensive head coach for the Pelicans. That that So we're going to see a lot of trapping. We're going to see a lot of blitzing it's going to be from different spots than we're used to because of Mike Malone of his coaching and if you look at like that offensive construction it was all built by Chris Finch the offensive coordinator of the Pelicans the offense the defense and the the coaching all has these elements of the New Orleans Pelicans so when I realized that I was like this is where Dame can get his redemption new orleans happened and it is in the history books but this can be sort of a way that the blazers can get that little bit of redemption back because it's gonna be the same damn defense and extremely similar offense that's why it kind of excites me to see the what if factor yeah but denver does not have drew holiday or rajon rondo out there i wouldn't Uh, say they have a guard who worries me at all on the defensive end no but they do run the same exact defense weren't they only 10th in the league in defensive rating this year and okc actually was the fourth Fourth, yeah well new orleans wasn't a good defense last year either but i'm just talking schemes i'm just talking schemes not players on the court absolutely but 
the reason New Orleans' scheme worked is because they had three all-world defenders and they had a monster in Anthony Davis back there. To me, Dame, I think he's seen that scheme before. You've but done don't you kind of have to have the horses to pull that off, though? Yeah, obviously you do, but I think Gary Harris could be a good defender. I think they have defenders, but not at the quality of Anthony or Drew. But I think Mike Malone, because of all the years of coaching and being an elite defensive guy, is going to come up with more creative stream, uh, uh, more creative defensive schemes than just blitz on the pick and roll. It's going to be different than the New Orleans series, but there's a lot of similarities. Joker got up top. And then mad pick and rolls. You saw that with New Orleans. Anthony Davis or Boogie Cousins, which they designed that offense for, was up top picking out people. That Jamal Murray, Jokic pick and roll is kind of like the Anthony Davis Drew pick and roll. There's a lot, there's similarities. Of course, it's not the same just because of the the people on the field or the court. But this is going to be a different, this is going to be a pretty damn tough series. I don't, it will. But at the same time, I'm what I saw Dame do against a better defense. Paul George, as well as a defender, is better than anybody mm-hmm. Denver has. Like they tried Russ, they tried Schroeder, they tried PG. I mean, they Dame's were a different essentially, dude. Yeah, they were essentially putting Cantor in the middle of the floor and saying, "We'll let Jeremy Grant guard Ennis Cantor because we want Stephen Adams to try and defend Dame." I guess maybe it's a blind confidence, but what Dame went through last year, what I saw this year, I would be upset's the wrong word and surprised is the wrong word. But if Portland sees a similar scheme that New Orleans did and they weren't ready for it, I would feel... We would be supremely underprepared for this situation. Yeah, I mean, they Portland hasn't played since Tuesday. They they knew it was either going to be Denver or San Antonio. They've likely prepared for both. They've known it's been Denver since last night. The two teams are division rivals. They've seen each other four times. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a very competitive series, a very difficult series. Um did we play with Nurkic as any of? Did we play without Nurkic in any of the four games? Two of them. The okay. last two. Okay. But that that's the that's the thing. It's like and then Dame was not this Dame during the regular season. He just could not afford to be that. No. So actually, in the four games against Denver in the regular season, he played thirty nine minutes, pretty pedestrian, twenty one points, four boards, seven assists. Um, when you say that's pedestrian, that's fucking hilarious. He's still very, very good. It is, but he only shot 37 from the field and 29 from, from three. So Dame did not play extremely well against the Nuggets this season. But if you go to the regular season and again, really take these numbers with a grain of salt, because we saw what happened when Oklahoma city swept us and we handled them in five games. Four games, 3-1, Denver advantage. I think you can really throw the last two games out the window. The first game in Denver, we were without Nurkic, McCollum, and Curry. And then the last game in Portland, they were without Murray, Harris, and Jokic. 
and Millsap. So you can throw those out the window. Even so, if you look at the four games, there was only a the the winning team won by a combined twenty points. So every game was the essentially a five point game. If you look at the two games early in the season, the point differential was four. Denver beat us by one in Portland. CJ missed a, a game winning shot, and then Denver beat us by three in in the Mile High City. So Portland has been knocking on the door at beating. Denver in Denver, but they just haven't been able to to barge through. And so for me, it's going to have to happen, I think, in a game one, just because we've had the rest. Denver is emotionally spent. I mean, they had to go seven games, especially the first time for many of them. How are they going to react? How are they going to respond to a Portland team that's been preparing for them? And they've had a time to not only emotionally get over the Oklahoma City series, but mentally prep for what's to come. So if you're asking me game one or game two, what's the best one to steal? Traditionally, you see the road team win a game two, but in this scenario with all of the rest, I think Portland's best bet is to get them in game one. Again, doesn't have anything to do with shit. Do you think Paul Millsap's a winner and is like the team going to be rallying around this one guy who's had playoff success? Wait, why would they rally around Paul Millsap? He's not their star. He's not, but he is their vet. I mean, I, I at this point, there should be no need to rally around anybody. I mean, you're you're one of the final eight teams left in the league, you know, conference semifinals. I mean, if Denver needs to rally around someone, this series is going to be a wrap because I know Portland's not rallying around anyone. All right, let they're, me rephrase it. Do you think okay. they're going to take... Are they going to be inspired by Paul Millsap and his performances in the past? Or do you think this is just going to be... Because they don't have vets. That's the thing. They just don't have any other vets besides Paul. But I wouldn't say Portland has any vets either. But, I mean, I I would argue that Dame has at least seen success in the playoffs. Because Dame has definitely seen success. So has CJ. I, I guess when I think of vet, I think of a guy like Jared Dudley who... Role player, but God, he's been through the ringer. I mean, he's been there like t- 10, 12 years. Like he's seen some shit. Like those type of like vets who can help the younger guys. Like I think Dame's too busy putting the team on his back to be a vet. But yes, he he absolutely has been there. I mean, I because Paul Millsap a winner. Yes, he's been an all star. He's been in the league since two thousand six. He was a second round pick. He's worked his ass off. I think if you're relying on Paul Millsap to win you this series, again, it's going to be a wrap if you're the the Trailblazers. Uh, Millsap is going to have his moments. He was He's a kind of like the Rondo of this series. Yeah, I mean, he. I'm not worried about him defensively. Honestly, the matchup that worries me the most is Aminu versus Millsap because in that, that game in Denver, the last game in Denver, he didn't miss a shot till the fourth quarter. I mean, that was not a... a a beneficial matchup for for the Blazers, and that that that's going to be a huge X factor for me because Millsap definitely can get it done if they run the offense through him. But as we saw in both series, Denver, San Antonio, Portland, OKC, the stars for both player both teams are going to do the heavy lifting. Oh, absolutely. That might work in Portland's favor because I think if Denver is smart, they will try to go. They will try to exploit that Millsap and Minu matchup. 
And I mean, like Millsap's the guy because I have friends that you know work for the Nuggets. Millsap's the guy that calls out the plays, so Millsap's definitely gonna have his hands full this series. He's gonna have his finger marks all over the game. But it's just like, damn, outside of Paul, that team doesn't have really any experience at this level. I mean, we we only have our two guys, but at least Dame's been elite. CJ's been elite. Yeah, like. Paul Millsap has too, but that's it. Like Joker can't go to anybody else but Paul Millsap when like shits like when if the Blazers steal one, he can't go to Jamal Murray because he's older. Like, I just for me, I think Paul Millsap's gonna be a big factor in this series. Yeah, I mean, for Denver to win, he's gonna have to play better than he did yeah. in the San Antonio Spurs series. But again, Aldridge was. Defending him quite a bit of the Aldridge time, kind of impressed me defensively in the game. In the moments that I've seen, I, I, you know, we, we put in a lot of hours in the Blazer shit. So when 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 other teams play, I kind of ignore. But like when I've watched them, it was like oh, that was a good shit. That was good shit. Like Lamarcus at least made it difficult. Yeah, I mean, Millsap only averaged twelve points on forty eight percent shooting and four and a half boards. So it really wasn't a factor. I mean, it was it was it was Jokic who really yeah. elevated his play into you know he's in that top ten player conversation. I mean, getting that triple double in Game Seven was absolutely huge, and he is going to be a problem for for the Trailblazers. But I also think Denver has to worry about how they're going to def- guard Damian Lillard. Absolutely, it's going to be the st- it's going to be the defense on the stars. And how they're like, it, that's going to be the base for the game. If you can't defend, if we can't defend Jokic, it's a long night. But if they can't defend Lillard, who gets the ball a whole fucking lot more. I know they base their, their offense around Jokic a lot, but there's something about getting the ball at inbounds and dribbling it all the way up and having the ultimate decision. Like it's going to be harder for them to stop name than it is for us to stop Jokic. I mean, there's going to be a game that Chief Aminu or Maurice Harkless win for the Blazers, and there's probably going to be a game that Gary Harris or Malik Beasley win for the Nuggets. But over the course of this series in an entirety, it's, it's, it's going to come down to Murray and Jokic versus Damon CJ. Mm-hmm. Which duo plays better because you only can play five guys on the court at once. There's only one basketball who, who's going to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's why basketball is a star dominant and driven league game in general, just, you know, given the nature of the rules. And, you know, to me, Portland has the better duo. Mm-hmm. But again, we're going to have to do more on the road than the Nuggets are. All Denver has to do is hold serve at home. Yep. They do not have to win on the road. Portland has to win every single game at home because you're not beating Denver twice in Denver. And they have to figure out a way to win one of those games. So, you know, the odds are definitely in in Denver's favor. I mean, especially looking at, at, at the regular season, you look at Portland is, is banged up up front. And that's where Denver has their bread and butter. Yeah. Their bread and butter is, you know, a seven foot big man who can dribble shoot pass mm-hmm. at any given time. I mean, that dime he threw, it was in the fourth quarter and it was just a look away. And he saw the guy and just. I think it was uh, Barton had a cut, and it was just 
I didn't realize he looked away when he made that pass, but they showed the replay, and I was like, damn, that that is some impressive shit. He's like, a he fantastic is, passer, bro. He is going to be difficult to beat. What will be the best personnel to defend Jamal Murray, Jokic, pick and roll? I mean, that's... And that's the that's the series right there. What? How that, are we gonna? The pick and it? roll is the series, and I think that's why we played so well against OKC is because they went ISO. Um, they went ISO and they took a lot of quick shots. OKC on paper, they have more star talent, and they may have more talent in general when you factor in Russ and Paul George. But Denver's deep. Denver moves the ball fantastic. They play as a team, and as we all saw with the highlights of the '77 Blazers, team mm. wins. That pick and roll with Murray and Jokic is going to be so difficult. Um, I think Myers and Collins have to be ready to switch, to be nimble. The one thing that works in Portland's favor is Jokic is not a lob threat. So you can commit a little bit more and still have a little bit of time to get back on, on, on defense. We cannot give up that mid-range to Murray. I know in a traditional pick-and-roll stats defense, we we love giving up mid-range jumpers. We cannot do that. He will murder us like chris paul used to like that is and it gives them confidence once they hits two or three in a row so to me if i'm portland i try to trap it a little bit i try to push him out past the three-point line and then you're just gonna have to rotate you're gonna have to live with tory craig you're gonna have to live with gary harris shooting a, 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 a somewhat open three once in a while because it's better than Jokic getting the ball and going to work on, on the block or murray shooting an uncontested three i mean when you get at when you get to this level, the teams are so good that there there is no good option on defense. It's pick your poison. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out where's the head of the snake and how do we cut it off. To me, it's that pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And we had a really good fan question from Rip Citizen on Twitter. He wants to know: Do we just let Joker get his and completely shut down the role players? Or should it be vice versa, where we do whatever we can to quiet Nikola Jokic and see what the role players can do to beat us? I think it's a fantastic question and something that is probably already running through Terry Stotts and the coaching staff's minds. But if we let, I mean, when Joker gets scary is when he's hitting the three and finding those cuts. He's such a good passer that he's going to find his teammates it's tough, man. It really is. There is no correct answer just because of his passing ability. I mean, I would rather turn him into a scorer than a passer. Yeah, true. But, I mean, the way he finds those cuts, man, all that, all Denver needs to do is find that right cut. And we're not the best at identifying, you know, off-ball movements. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it's tough. I, I would suggest him being a scorer first and then trying to shut down him. But I could definitely see a world where Mike Malone adapts and then they send a cutter every every time we're blitzing or something and Joker's just so much taller and could just Yeah, d- I don't think you can, can double team Jokic. I think what you have to do is you have to beat him to the spot and you can't let him get extremely low post position. Now if he's gonna shoot a couple of feet out, out outside of the block, you have to live with that. But you can't double. He's he's too good. He'll make the the pass. These players are used to cutting with him having the basketball. Mm-hmm. This is second nature to them. They have shooters, so I think you let him get forty. But you keep Murray at ten. You keep Harris at at seven. Beasley at five. Like 
I think that is the way you you beat this team. Um, again, it, it's not there's not a right answer, but to me, I don't want to give the role players any confidence. I mean, we saw Tory Craig was the reason they won yeah, that first game. Him and Millsap did it. Um, I think Jokic had 40 in the second game we played in the regular series, regular season, excuse me, the first one in Denver. And that was a three point final score difference. 116 to 113. We had our chances. We just didn't make shots down the stretch. So that's what I would do. But Sage, what do the Blazers do before we get into X factors, before we get into predictions? Let's, let's discuss what do the Blazers do If Ennis Cantor can't play, he separated his shoulder in game five. He's listed as questionable at the moment. We're recording Sunday night at 5.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time. If Cantor can't go, what do you do? Nurkic is not an option. You literally have three bigs. You have Zach Collins, Myers Leonard, and Scalabissier. That's tough. I'm not, I think it's hammer time. I, I would start Myers because Jokic doesn't have the lateral quickness to kind of. Jokic is also just a a tank. Zach Collins is not bulky enough. Lebissier is not bulky enough. Myers is pretty pretty strong. Obviously, he's not Nurk strong, but he's the strongest of the yeah, three. No. no, I think it has to be Nurk be getting the lion's share of the minutes. And Nurkic? Then- God damn it, Myers Leonard. <laughs> gotcha. Well, if we had my if we had Nurk, that'd be it'd be a different story. But if we had, I think Myers has to eat like twenty five thirty minutes if if uh, Enos is hurt, and then just hope to God. Like I think I think Myers would just have to follow Jokic unless he gets into foul trouble. Like we just need the big body. And I think if you're Portland, if Myers is playing. Make him play on, like, make Jokic defend run. him. He has to run on pick and pops. Well, yeah, run him too, because as I was watching game seven, he played heavy minutes. He's not in the best of shape. He's coming off of He's a, a seven-game series where he shouldered a lot of of load, a mm-hmm. huge load he shouldered. Myers, get up and down the floor, really get him more opportunities from three. That's going to ease up the defense on Dame. If they want to double, if they want to trap, Toss it over the top to Myers. That is the best way to get them to think twice about that. And Myers is Myers is the fan, athlete to fantastic shooter. As long as uh-huh. he's running north south, he can fucking run. Yeah, you know I think another key for Portland will be, you know, if they do trap and blitz Dame, the Portland's wings have to be more active and more aggressive in coming to it, the it, ball, or yeah. or they have to almost be like a receiver in the NFL. When your quarterback is scrambling, you have to find the soft spot in the zone. Yeah, you got to find that. So you got to sit down and make yourself open. And Harkless did that at times. He needs to do that more. Same with same with Chief. So they need to do that. Get aggressive and finish when they get the ball. Um, especially Zach Collins. At times he looks super aggressive, and at other times he just takes one step, one second too too long. And he gets the ball stripped. So Blazers have to be ready to play this series. Sage, what are your what are your X factors in this series? Before I get into the X factors, if Enos is out, how many minutes is Zach guaranteed? Eighteen. There's no guarantees in the postseason. 
Well, are we gonna are There's we gonna no trot out Scout Levisier? If Zach doesn't cut it, yeah, put me out there. Like, it, there's no unless you're Damon CJ, maybe maybe Mo and Aminu. There, there's no guarantees. Like Zach Collins, he has to be fucking ready. I think he will be ready, but I, I'm just curious what you think. Like, I think Myers will take most of it, but I think Zach has to play. I mean, he, yeah, he, he has to play, but I mean, if he's out there and he's underperforming, he's going to get pulled. But I think that it, it might be a little bit. The, the the pressure will be le- lessened if he knows you got you have to play these eighteen minutes. I be play free. Yeah, I mean, I think he's already aware of that. If if Ennis can't play, like I said, he's one of three healthy bigs. But I don't think Terry's going to say you're playing a certain amount of minutes. I think he's just going to say, "Hey, you need to be ready." Yeah. Well, I, don't, I I mean, shit, it, it's. He ha- he has to eat minutes, man. I mean, our center has to oh, be a absolutely. little bit productive. Yeah, he, he, he has to produce, yeah. and he can't foul. Yeah. Like, Zach is a foul monster. We we've yeah. you know seen his growing pains throughout this season. Um, I'm honestly a little intrigued if we do give Scal some minutes because he's a better shooter than Zach. He's longer. Um, he's not the defender at all, but. I think we won't he's have a, trouble he's a putting up baskets. They haven't though. scouted for like they, ha- they haven't scouted for Scal. I just think we can score. Dame and CJ can score whenever. It's about locking up. Like the f- the five has to be able to d the fuck up and put some clamps on for a few possessions. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think the main X factor is that pick and roll. I mean, that is the series. It's how do we defend it. We kind of had a break with not ha- dealing with the pick and roll with our centers that are kind of lacking in the lateral quickness. So I want to see how we react, how we help the helper. I think that is the that that's the key. Th- this this is where pick and roll happens, damn near every play. How do we react to that? Uh, yeah, I think we can score. It's all about the defense, man. How do we stop this team from getting an outrageous amount? Yeah, for me on Portland's side, CJ McCollum. And Maurice Harkless are are my X factors. CJ has played elite basketball. He's ninth currently in the NBA in postseason scoring, twenty four and a half, shooting nearly forty six percent from uh two forty or excuse me forty six from the field, forty five from downtown. Um, this is the second postseason where he's really been consistent and yeah. consistently good. Portland needs this CJ um, to have a chance because him playing at this elite level takes a lot of weight off of off of Dame's shoulders. And, and we saw in Game Five when CJ went into foul trouble, Dame had to go into super god mode. Yeah. Um, you can't count on Dame doing that every single time. You know, maybe once in the series he he goes off again, but. When Portland was clicking, those two were just making the right decisions. They were getting to the basket, not ISO heavy, and finding others as well as eating for for themselves. So for me, if CJ can come along with Dame, Portland's going to have a great opportunity to advance to the Western Conference Finals. And then Maurice Harkless, um, his numbers aren't going to pop out. uh, 11 points, 7 boards, but... He's averaging almost two blocks in a mm-hmm. steal in the postseason. 
I thought he played really good defense on Paul George. Paul George did not have a good shooting series against uh, the Trailblazers. And Maurice Harkless, when the Blazers win, it seems like he has a a big night in terms of, you know, maybe he's getting 15 and 7 instead of 11. Like, he he just gets those extra few buckets. If If he can hit a couple of threes, if he can make himself open because he's the player that the team that the opposition is going to leave open most. I mean, that's just where they're going to send the help from. So Mo needs to have a a big series. And for Denver, to me, it's Jamal Murray. I mean, it seems, it seemed like he always killed us, but then I looked at the splits this year. He's only averaging, you know, 19, five assists and three boards and shooting just 31% from three. But he always has those games where it seems like at least once in the series he might go for forty. Like oh, absolutely, he, is, he definitely he is has their that second there. best player. Yeah. Like he has the ability to help out Joker. Yeah. And then lastly, Paul Millsap. We discussed him. How is that matchup going to unfold? Aminu and, and Millsap. Millsap is their vet. He's been around the block. He's he is an all star. He is their best defender, and he makes it happen for them when. When he is going, Denver is arguably the second best team in the Western Conference. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup for Chief just because he gives up so much size in terms of weight. Like he's got the length advantage. He might even be taller th- than Millsap, but Millsap's just got so much weight he, he, on him. He's so. a big boy. Do you think can, Mo Harkless can guard him? No. Even for a little bit? I mean, he might have to, to switch, but. Because I think that this. At least the threes on Denver don't scare me enough not to have the three guard lineup in. I mean, I would almost want to see what Mo can do on a Jamal Murray. Okay, St- stick Dame on uh, a Tory Craig. Let Dame roam. You know, it's not a knock on Dame. Like Dame actually played really good defense on, on Westbrook, but it's gonna he's gonna have to fight through a fuck ton of screens. We I might know not as well when, save that damage for. Yeah, during the stretch runs of the season. Terry started to bring Aminu on the screener and Harkless on yeah, the ball. Yeah, so it would just be a switch. So they could switch. And, you know, Harkless or Aminu defending Jokic on the perimeter, Doesn't not the worst thing in the world. Oh, absolutely. And their athleticism will frustrate him. Yes. He's kind and of, we, Joker's kind of like a weird comparison, but his he is kind of shaped like a David West and the way you would frustrated david west is put someone taller on him like i remember lamar odom always gave david west problems aminu can be that type of defender on joker um i i just think that we assume mo harkless is gonna play the three but i'd i i would guess that we're gonna play he's gonna play the four more and then have a rodney hood seth curry as the three just for the more spacing and then because a lot of times in the playoffs against the Thunder, Dame had to split the double and then attack the center who was waiting for him. If Seth Curry or Rodney Hood is there, just because of who they are, they can't afford to send that that double. So I, I would say that just because of the length, and Will Barton doesn't really scare me posting up Seth Curry. No. Will Barton has had a terrible postseason. Eight points. 33% from the field. He's shooting 19% from three. Like Will Barton has been like, I love thrill, 
But Denver fans were extremely upset with him early in that series, you know, calling for him to get taken out of that starting lineup. Like he was not producing. Um, you know, that that's another key. Monty Morris, Malik Beasley, Will Barton, Gary Harris. Can you keep those guys below or at their averages? I, those guys cannot have a breakout performance in Portland be expected to win, especially given our history or excuse me, our, our injuries up front. And yeah, man, I, shit, if we have the three guard lineup and Denver is giving it to Tory Craig in the post, aren't we, by, we, aren't we winning it? Like they're just feeding it to a guy who's their fifth best player on the court. Fuck I mean, it. that that's another key is, is which coach is going to be the one to throw the first wrench into the system. You know, mm. is Terry going to say, I want you to match up with me. I don't give a fuck if you want to put Tory Craig or Will Barton in the post. Seth Curry is actually a pretty damn good defender. defender. Yep. You called that out last series. I I think my advantage is having extra shooting, shooting on yep. the offensive end. We'll let you go ahead and run an offense that doesn't exist, or excuse me, that's not the pick and roll or just giving it to, to Jokic. So that may be, you know, coaching is going to have a factor in the series. Which Which coach is going to... Throw, throw the first punch mm. and which coach is going to say, I'm going to make you match up with me, not the other way around. Game one prediction and series prediction. Blazers in six. I don't know where they get the first win, though. I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to be optimistic. We're going to win the game one. It's it's difficult. I'm I've been torn between Nuggets and seven and Blazers in six. I think Dame's performance in game five has swayed me over to Blazers in six, just because you can't underestimate having the best player in a series. I mean, what he did, he, in my mind is a top five player right now in the league. Like he is a player you hit your wagon to, and he's going to get it done. Portland hasn't had a player like this since Clyde Drexler in 92, who finished second in the MVP to MJ um, was an all-world player. Dame is just that dude right now. And why I have confidence in him and the team is he was excited about hitting the shot, you know, for the first night. And then he was like, okay, what's next? Like, I- I'm ready to kind of get us out of this rut in the sense of, yeah, we got out of the first round, but I've done that twice already. Like, how do I get to the conference finals? And so that's why I think Portland wins in six, and I have them winning game one. And I mentioned it earlier why I feel like game one is the one to steal. Denver doesn't know what to do with their emotions right now. They just they have had a grueling seven-game series, didn't know if they were even going to play Portland. Now they have to prep for the Trailblazers. How are they going to be mentally prepared? I mean, it could be a it could be a a, a bonus for Denver. I mean, it could play in their favor where they don't. Is have there to such a thing as too much rest? Yeah, I mean, th- there can be. I mean, I at this time of the year, I'll, I'll take the rest, um, just given how heavy the playoff rotation minutes are. But you know, I think this is one that that Portland can steal, and I think if they steal it, that's that's going to to set us up, and I think it's going to put immense pressure on the nuggets, but whew, any last words, bud? Go Blazers is really it. Rip city. Let, let's roll. We will be back with you Monday night because 
Game two is is Wednesday. We will be with you every game of the way. Let's keep this going. This team feels special. We've got maybe the best player in the game. I, I said it right there. I think Dame is that dude. Let's continue to watch greatness unfold right before our eyes. Let's just enjoy this fucking ride, Rip City. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Himalaya Podcast Network. Um, if you fuck with us, five star, let a nice comment. Yo, shout out to everybody leaving those comments, man. I shared it with Dustin uh, a few days ago. That shit rules. Tara Biggs did a uh, a project about everybody's experiences for Game Five, and I told ours. So. If you have time, definitely check that out. You get to hear me talk in my managerial voice. And uh, it was fun. So fuck with us, five star, and we're out of here. Wherever you may be, this is Bill Shinley. Good night, everybody. Let's go! Let's go!